Good evening. Welcome to After Service. Yes, say, go ahead. Bring all your enthusiasm. <laughs> Some, something like that. Let me uh, let me make sure I've got you in the frame. It, oh, you're at the very top of your camera. You just lower your chair a little bit. Just go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Now you're kind of in the middle of the frame, and and I feel uh, feel better about that. Um, yeah. Well, I was. Uh, we were just chatting very briefly before we started, and uh, well, first of all, if you the first time you're joining us. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you here. The, the, the intention behind this is to give us a venue uh, where we can chat about the message from the previous Sunday or discuss other topics that, um, that we think are important to, to bring up and to, and to share with you and just explore things uh, a little more. And if you have questions or you want to provide some commentary, something you'd like us to address, this is a great time to bring those up, and you can bring them up leading up to this day or in the middle of the, the session. Um, I am not actively monitoring comments. However, Brian just grabbed his phone, and he's going to be doing that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, and, and I'll go ahead and bring it up on, uh, on my side as well. But, um, yeah, so just kind of as we're kind of bringing bringing those little bits up so we can see who's uh, joining us. Um, awesome. That Well, that's all right. Uh, now, I, it seems like you may be using a different microphone. Can you see? I, no, it's not picking up your audio. Uh, so they're just hearing me at this point, which is really kind of sad. Thankfully, I've done most of the talking at this point, but let's make sure. So, folks, if you're listening, this is typical. <laughs> There's some technological thing that's not quite right. Now I can't hear Brian at all. Yeah. Let me your microphone press. Well, I, I changed settings so we can hear you now, but you're definitely not using the good microphone. Uh, but scratch the microphone for me or just tap it gently. Nope, not using that one at all. So check your Zoom yeah. settings and make sure Zoom is recognizing that is your uh, microphone. And let's see if that fits it. Yeah, I am muted. Press Control-H or unmute microphone. I can't do that. I don't have a keyboard. <laughs> well, uh, we can hear you now, just so you're aware. It's, it, we just don't have the, the, the microphone. I don't sound amazing, Carl. Uh, no. Uh, no. Oh, well, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, maybe we'll it'll move. kick in and fix itself. 
Yeah, that happens. Okay, well, let's go ahead and yeah, uh, we'll move forward. So what we were chatting about briefly uh, before we started was a little bit about self-care and mm -hmm. some things that we do for self-care. And I know that you and your family have recently started kind of a, a fitness yep. regimen. And I'm curious, uh, how many weeks are you in? I think eight weeks. Really? Wow. Okay. Eight and weeks. It's good. It's, you know, if you know my family at all, we're, we are really busy people. Very, yeah. very busy. Like there's something happening every single night, almost every single day, every single week. Yeah. And so it's become a challenge now that school has started and other things are happening. And then the small groups that were beginning at the church, it's getting harder and harder to actually find a time to do it together. Uh, I can always get it in because I could just go at eight o'clock in the morning, but for people like my wife or Derek, they're working. <laughs> so they, they can really only do it in the evenings and then the evenings are taken. So it's getting challenging, but we're doing, fine i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it so yeah well for, uh, for me uh exercise or fitness some some element of fitness is a um is a form of self-care and i have found you know Vanessa and I kind of a couple of uh, weeks ago said hey let's kind of let's be accountability partners and and be more more frequently doing this and i just feel much more at peace when when I'm taking care of, of myself, which is really has, it may not sound like it has anything to do with spiritual life, but you know, if oh, you're not yeah. doing a great job of taking care of yourself, it's really hard to be uh, reaching out to people and engaging with people at your best. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not selfish nope. uh, to, if you understand what elements of self-care are really helpful you know uh, uh for me uh, uh well I, when i'm not taking care of myself i'm much more quickly to get to that place of where my threshold for my, my compassion my patience and stuff that eh, just you know well you just think about the simple thing if you're hungry or you're tired you get grumpy easy <laughs> right right Right. And so extrapolate that to the whole thing. And it gets us right into a little bit of our topic of the day, which has to do with what is our hope and our, you know, and I connected our hope with Eden, you know, and because we're going back to Eden and Eden, we were physical, you know, and we sometimes don't really get that, that God is concerned about our bodies that you can't separate our spirit from our bodies. We're meant to be together. I mean, we can literally, God can do that. And yes, when we're, when we die right now, our body and our spirit are separated and we spend time with Jesus, but that's not our eternity is not meant to be separated. We're meant to be together. And so the, the connection is of course, how we're physically doing affects us spiritually. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Because we're a unit. One of the things that you brought, one of the questions I think that you asked on Sunday was, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Eden? Mm, yeah. 
Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in what was the first thing that came to people's minds because the first thing that came to my mind was Apple. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it was the fall. It was not paradise. It was, you know, so much of how I think about Eden is mm -hmm. that is the, the venue where uh. God provided the perfect circumstance, the perfect father and the perfect, the, the perfect environment. And we screwed it up. Uh, and, but that tells me something about myself in, in that I don't see Eden as the intention. What's that? That's interesting. I, that's not at all where I was going, but I, I'd be interested in the comments if that's where most people think too. Do they primarily think just sin and the bro and us messing it up? Huh. An apple. That's what you think of. Well, sure. And it's, it, it, it's, okay. well, it's not uh, it, the apple as the symbol of yes. the, the fall. Because um, it wasn't an apple. Right. And, and, and I, for me, I think, yeah, it was, it was some kind of, it was some food, fruit of a tree. Some fruit. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. say what it is. Um, but I don't think as much about, when, I, when we think, when I think about heaven, when I think about afterlife, that, those kind of things, it's very much this, the soul separated from the body. You know, that these things, you know, that the body dies, the soul, you know, moves forward. Right. Uh, and not as much about the intention of those things to stay together mm. and to be, you know, the, the, the original intention of we live the in paradise. Yeah. That we're all being. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's. God's going to get his way in the end, and the snake in the garden doesn't doesn't win, you know. I and mean, he messed it up, but in the end, God kind of restores it and makes it all better again. In fact, better than the original. But that's yeah, yeah. We just we just don't think of it that way, and, and Western Christianity can really be negative on on the physical aspects of both Jesus and our faith, you know. And maybe that's why there's so many overweight pastors because <laughs> <laughs> we think that it doesn't matter you know but but it does yeah god very much is concerned about our bodies okay just so like it, very concerned about the environment yeah so not to get um not my intention to get political but there's uh you know one of there's a lot of discussion around the idea that why are we afraid of the coronavirus? If we mm. really had faith, you know, and, and I, the reason I bring that up is because I think about the physical and taking care of the physical and being aware of that, 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 that there is, that we can be aware of the world that we live in as well as the spiritual world at the same time, that those, are, those coexist that we do, we tend to separate those that like, don't worry about if your body dies because you know where you're going. But that would almost suggest that I could just ignore my physical body mm -hmm. and focus entirely on my spiritual being. 
Right. And you can go the other way where you're paranoid about your body and, and, and mm-hmm. people go that way and then it becomes an idol and whether you fear, because the best of that phrase seems to me is that I'm not afraid of dying. Right. The worst of it is the worst end can be, can be that, that my body is irrelevant to God, which is not the case either. It's a complicated issue. Some people think it's the mark of the beast. It's not. Oh, gee. Yeah, we could talk all day on that. Well, sorry. It's not people. You cannot accidentally take the mark of the beast. No. Just let any more than you can accidentally become a Christian. (laughs) I just woke up one day and Christ was the thing. Well, yeah, look at that. No. Yeah, because it's if you look in the book of Revelation, it's it's they're they're kind of uh, the, the 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 beast is mimicking the, the the seal of the saints in chapter seven of, of Revelation. It's the it's the opposite, but the counterfeit of what we get. And ours is clearly not a physical thing. So why would we think that the beasts is as well? So, anyways, but yeah, it's a complicated thing. We need to take care of our bodies. We need to be taking care of other people. There's a wisdom piece to it. Yeah, complicated. So I'll ask you, before the service, as we were chatting about this, we had a conversation. God, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, one <laughs> of, we always do. And what's wonderful is there are people that are witness to us having these conversations yeah, who showed up a little early. You know, folks, if you if you aren't at our Sunday service, come. Um, Physically, if you can, and and be safe. Uh, Also, watch us online uh, Mm -hmm. otherwise. But there are some people who show up a little early. One of the things that we do before the service starts, Brian and I will chat about what the message is and just have a dialogue about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's helpful to me uh, as we're going into that. It, It kind of cues me up for the conversations we have on Wednesday. Um, and also maybe even refines Brian's thoughts it does. about the message. Um, one of the things that we chatted about was just the complexity of the topic and how um, there's a, in order to communicate clearly, it requires in some ways, is there a fly? Yes. <laughs> Um, it requires, I don't want to, simplification seems like uh, an overstatement, but it, you, you, a reductionistic viewpoint. Sure. I need to reduce it down in, yeah, because um, it's so complex. Right. So as, as we think about the idea that you're taking something that is incredibly complex and, and, and trying to provide it in a way that is not necessarily watered down, but is digestible and maybe encouraging people to explore the more nuanced elements of that. So, you know, here's, here's what Indian food is generally like, and I'm going to give you a, a mild red curry, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not everything that Indian food is, but it gives you an idea of what that is. And if you, if you can take that, then you can move into the more complex flavors. If that, right. you know, just to use that yeah. kind of food analogy. Right. So all that having been said, as you were reflecting on the message on Sunday, what are some elements that you considered that 
you wish you maybe would have spent more time explaining or you would explain a little differently? Or is there anything? Or did, did you knock it out of the park? <laughs> <laughs> um, there are parts of this that I wish I could have communicated well, better. I had, I hoped I was able to... Co- that, to, to show that that there's there's a there's a correlation there's deep deep connections between between what we're seeing in Revelation 20 21 22 and and the Garden of Eden um, that there's intentional um, themes and and um, ideas that are being connected um, and good night if you can start to see some of these you're going to see them all over the place you're going to see them um, in, in, in Second Peter, you're going to see them in in Second Corinthians chapter four, chapter five, chapter six. I mean, there's so many places. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, where where Paul and Peter and, and we're talking about this temple, you know how we're a structure that, that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. What does that mean? It it all is this one big piece, this this deep paradigm, um, meta image that they're all working with that there's so many pieces to it that i'm like ah, the best thing i can tell you to do is is to to, to begin to grasp that though these these paradigms these 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 big images so that when you're reading through peter or or ephesians or any of these other places you'll go Oh, that's what he's talking about. This connects with that. And by the way, that'll that'll make your faith so much more exciting because the Bible will start to open up. You'll start to see that they're not these just random pieces, but it's actually very unified, very cohesive viewpoint. So, and I have a paper or two that I've only had one person ask me for, and she's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would encourage you all to, 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 to listen to it. I mean, there is a couple of videos that we can provide, and I know Jesse did one, but there's so much, there's so much and it's so fun, for me at least, to see these connections. So. Well, it, uh, and I completely agree. When, when I, when I de- de- determined that I was going to spend more time reading the Bible, these lines just started to get drawn. I'm like, oh, that goes to here and that relates to that. And it became less, you know, esoteric, random stuff and more of, wow, there is, there's these dots that are being connected all over the place that if you are open to them, that this ties to that, ties to that, that there's a, you know, so all that, that kind of bumper sticker idea of that God has a plan that we hear well it's true you know that that Mm -hmm. that this he understands how these things fit together and and he's providing the the road signs hey if you're paying attention to this look over here right right uh my message is consistent Mm -hmm. is consistent not inconsistent um that uh this reinforces this and when we're thinking about the idea of the hope of where we're going to be that there's this breadcrumb trail from, you know, from Genesis through revelation that you can trace. That you can trace. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of what your message was on Sunday was an invitation that says, see here, 
this is where it starts and here's where it ends and here's a couple of waypoints in the middle mm -hmm. check this out so my what, my favorite class in all of seminary was this teacher who who began to open my eyes to the themes of scripture the big story of what's happening and it just it's so exciting when you start seeing them that you can it just changes the way you read the bible you know we, we think about there's there's all these different authors which there are but there's also one author the holy spirit helped write all of it and he's behind he's orchestrating the whole thing so i don't know it's fun i wish i had i, I wish I, I don't know what to say i just wish there was there oh jen says that sin was her first thought <laughs> oh on eden. yeah <laughs> great minds i don't know yeah eden is such an interesting one and you know for me one of the thoughts that kept coming back to me is that the old ccr um song um with woodstock the the song woodstock yeah you know, we got to get ourselves back to the God. I can't sing it, you know, but you know the song, Joe. You could probably sing it better than me. Nope. <laughs> nope. You know the song? Creedence Clearwater Revival, for those of you who don't know what CCR yeah. is. I know the song Woodstock. Do I do not know it well enough to sing it. Okay. Yeah, but that's the, that's the line, is that we got to get ourselves back to the garden. It's this sense that the world is wrong, and we got to get ourselves back to to the way it's supposed to be. And of course, they think humanity can do it, which the whole point of scripture is that humanity, all they can really do is mess it up. They can't fix it. <laughs> One of the things that I love, and you, you hear it reflected in art and song uh, in scripture, is the idea that, you know, there's this kind of, Sub, subconscious and sometimes very conscious idea that we're not where we are supposed to be. That something is not quite right. And we do a lot, a lot of our effort. What's that? Yeah. You see it everywhere if you look for it. Yeah, absolutely. You think about the effort that you put forth trying to fill that hole, trying to find the remedy that brings some degree of peace and a lot of that is just a longing to return mm -hmm. that is innate. Yes. And, um, and I think to me, once you recognize that you can almost go, Oh, you can almost find peace and understanding in yeah. understanding the idea that, Oh, I'm not going to get that here and I can stop looking for it. Start asking yourself the question, which would be fun to, if I started doing this, take my own advice, is look at, look at what's happening politically, look at what's happening culturally, not just here, but around the world in history and in art, and ask the question, what is, is there a longing that they, 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 they sense that they, that they know there's something wrong and they're trying to fix it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's wow. You know, this sense that, you know, injustice is wrong and the world's not right, that they don't have the right answer and they don't know all the pieces to it, but they're like, something's wrong, you know? Yeah. And the answer is Eden. We're, we're supposed to be in Eden. This is why death isn't right. We know death doesn't just doesn't seem right. We can pretend it is and 
well, it's natural. No, no, we know deep down there's something not right with it. Yeah. I think that's the root of a lot of sin is is chasing after something that appears like, and I think that's how the enemy gets us. It's like, I'm going to put this thing out here that you think might fill that. Right. And you're going to pursue that. And I'm going to satisfy you just enough. Yeah. That you continue to pursue it. Gluttony, greed, lust, All you know, of that. so many of these things that are saying, you know, and, and let me take gluttony. Um, not big, I'm not picking on anybody or anything, but you know, there's the idea that that makes me happy a little bit. It, it hits my brain in the right spot. And I don't know anything else that uh, that fulfills me in quite that way. So I'm going to continue to pursue that. Yeah, it's like what we really need is the tree and we're satisfied with the apple. Yeah. So yeah. There's, we're tasting a, a sense of God's goodness with these things because every good thing is from God. So, you know, we... We eat, we eat an apple like this. There, there's a there's a goodness there. There's a pleasure there. There's a joy there, and it's like, yeah, you're right. You're supposed to have that, but you're trying to get it out of out of the created thing, the 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 the, the blessing, the gift, instead of the giver itself, the source of it. So of course, you know, you're, it's never going to satisfy because yeah. you need the source. <laughs> there's a um. I probably mentioned this before, but one of one of my favorite lyrics of a song uh, is, um, and I like I said I've mentioned this before. I imagine it. You can get what's second best, but it's hard to get enough. Oh yeah, um, it's so a, true. And that's a lot of what we're doing. It's just like we we continue to kind of like um, rather than acknowledge what the best thing is, what the most appropriate thing is. It's like well. This is easier. This is tangible. I'm going to pursue that. And it's just this hole that you can't fill. But it seems to be pretty close. It seems to be pretty close. And, it, and I think on Sunday we even talked about this before the service briefly, is the idea that it's more dangerous to be slightly off course than it is to be way off course. And when it seems like something kind of satisfies you, you're like, oh, I must be on to something it doesn't feel a need to make an adjustment to get back on course. Right. You keep trying a little bit more of that same thing, thinking that'll solve it, but you won't. And by the way, just to, to show what, everything we've just talked about with that is an implication of the fact that we are made for Eden, just to be clear. But we, but, and it's an, and it's, it's an implication of that. That's what our hope is, is to get back to Eden. And it's like, oh, so, so you can see how these things come together because it's like, if we're made for Eden, if we're made to be in the presence of God, then no wonder that we feel that we have this hole and, we, and something's not doesn't fill it. Well, because it's not, that's not what we're designed for. Right. We're designed for God. So it reminds me of a Switchfoot song. You were, you were meant to live for so much more. Right. Which is, you know, if you don't know who Switchfoot is, just fantastic, fantastic band, 
uh, they are Christian, but they are known uh, as a as a as a rock band uh, outside of that. But uh, some of those, yeah, love some of that stuff. And, and you were, you know, um, when you. I, I really truly believe that if you understand your value, that you don't have to settle for second best. No. That that you can pursue the best. You can right. pursue where you were supposed to be, what you were meant to be. Right. And um, I just encourage you to look at yourself as a child of God, uh, as somebody who is loved beyond measure. Oh, yeah. And to take that knowledge as an invitation to pursue him and not these other things that aren't fulfilling, fulfilling you. Which again goes back to the garden where Adam and Eve they were given dominion over all of all of creation. They were meant to rule it and to, and, 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 and tear, take care of it. And that's your mission. You're, you were made for his presence. You were made for this amazing cosmic uh, job. And we settle for making widgets. Yeah. <laughs> think that's important. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. How many packages show up from Amazon on your doorstep? And that feels good when it shows up. Yep. And how long does that feel good before you and have to fill that hole again? And we have to fill that hole again. Now you can do those kinds of things, but if, but it, but you need to see them in the context of the greater story of you imaging God and being his representative to the world and the, in, his, in, in his rescue mission, his restoration mission, as a part of that, but you got to have that perspective on why you're serving people to get it. So, Amen. <laughs> so what's for dinner as we're wrapping up, sir? Oh, baked chicken. I'll probably use it to make a sandwich. I think the boys are going to have barbecue, macaroni, and cheese. All right. I'm having Trader Joe's lasagna. Oh, that's really yummy. That's really it is. Yummy. It is. And it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so folks, thanks for listening. All of you are out there. Um, I hope this has served you. Uh, and always feel free to shoot us a note ahead of time. Let yeah. us know, A, if we can pray for you. B, what kind of questions you have and what, um, what can we spend a little more time that will help you with your understanding uh, of the message? Let me know if there's anything I can provide you to help you fill out your information on this stuff. And, and Sunday, we're going to be connecting strangely how, how for a foundation of how lament is a foundation for hope. Oh, good. Oh, and I, and I mean that. Legit. I, I'm really I, that just anything that is tied to lament. I get excited about, which sounds really counterintuitive, but. Yeah, and it's we're going to talk about Psalm 130. Psalm 130? Psalm 130. Well, I know what song we're doing. Okay. Yes, you do. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, folks, have a great evening. We will uh, see you Sunday. Please join us. Take care.